Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. This is uh, Steve Miller from Lighten Up, and you're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Guess what? Now I'm down to zero hosts. It's just me today, folks. I will be doing this show all by myself for the first time in two years. So it's day, what, 46 of the war? I have no idea anymore. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to lighten up the show a little bit. Um, and it's not going to be as serious as it's been, which is kind of good for me. Uh, because, uh, of course, it, 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 it can get a little depressing uh, when you're talking about um, the war all the time and all these horrible things. But definitely, we, I will be uh, talking about things that are going on all over the world uh, with this war and stuff and some, some funny stories that I, that I think are funny that I think hopefully will lighten up the mood a little bit because I think laughter heals all. And sometimes we can't focus on all of the horrible things that are going on in the world and all the bad things that are going on in you know with the war sometimes we need to just uh lighten up babe and laugh a little bit um so maybe if my producer we uh if she tells me you know who's listening i can say hello to all of our listeners and of course if there's any listeners who would like to call in and chick chat with me comment uh that's always good too wow we've got a big uh a, a lot of people listening so uh why don't i start it off by of course saying hello to the united states of china israel germany sweden serbia brazil taiwan costa rica mexico new zealand canada spain malta oh my god malta's listening hey babe i love malta and uh, oh, in India. Oh, hello, India. We love you. Anyway, um, I hope everyone's been uh, having a good week. And uh, this will be a big test for me because I have no one to uh, no one to uh, go back and forth with, no one to uh, feed off of. Um, <laughs> so to me, this is just typical. You know, I moved to Israel. I make Aliyah uh, September 13th. Two weeks uh, later, a war breaks out, and then um, I slowly, slowly, uh, <laughs> I lose my co-hosts, and uh, I had to get a bunch of guest hosts, and now I'm down to myself. So now it's just me, which is just apropos. It just fits in perfectly with uh, uh, living in Israel because everything, <laughs> everything is always difficult. Uh, some good news. I got my driver's license, everybody. Yay! So if you're in Israel, watch out. Stay off the roads because I'm on it. Um, I do have to tell you, though, real quickly, uh, no offense to Israeli drivers, but boy, they are terrible. They, they are the worst drivers. So uh, all you people listening in Israel, um, you guys, uh, the Israelis are really bad drivers. They just pretty much, you know, get in their car, put it in reverse. They don't even look back and they just put their foot on the gas and hope for the best. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Um, it's like driving. Uh, it's worse than a New York City tax, taxi cab. I'll tell you that much. Oh, we have two new listeners. Trinidad and Tobago. Wow. Never Trinidad and Tobago. That's like a, a two for one special. And Australia. Hey, mate. What's going on down under? Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we can start off the uh, I can start off talking about. Uh, here's a story that I found, which um, lately we've been talking about the effects of the war. Uh, outside of Israel, 
Um, of course, anti-Semitism is a huge problem. It's always been a problem. It's been a problem for 3,500 years for the Jewish people. It's nothing new. It just ebbs and flows. Sometimes, um, you know, it, it rears its ugly head and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but here's a story that I found, which um, is a typical lighten up story. Um, here's a woman. Um, it was uh, let me see where she's from. I'm not sure where it says where she's from. But here's the title. It says, Terrorists Plows Car into What She Thought Was a Jewish School. Now, that's a lighten-up story. Here's, oh, from Indiana. A woman from Indiana, of course, in the United States, angered by the Israel-Hamas war, rams a car into the black Hebrew Israelite building, mistaking it for a Jewish school. Now, if anyone knows the black Hebrew Israelites, they're not even Jews. They're a pretty much a hate group themselves i feel sorry for that woman because they probably destroyed her and her car um she thought it was a jewish school and she decided to ram her car into the building <laughs> and she was mistaken um it says an indiana woman plowed her car into a building she thought was a jewish school her name was ruba almagatha i can't even pronounce that name 34 years old um she drove into the Israelite school of universal and practical knowledge. <laughs> so you can tell that's not really a, 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 a school for Jews because no one, no Jews would name their school that. Um, she, uh, she thought there were children and adults inside. Um, and the building is affiliated with the black Hebrew Israelite, Israelite movement. And it's been uh, accused of being an anti-Semitic hate group themselves. So here's an anti-Semite smashing into a building of other anti-Semites. That's beautiful. <laughs> and the sign and the name outside the school caused her to associate it with the state of Israel and the Jewish people, and she called it the Israel School. So she saw the Israel School, and she assumed there were Jews in there, so she smashed a car in there. And then when the police came, uh, she didn't try to hide anything. She says, yes, I did it on purpose. That's what she said. She goes, uh, when she was arrested, uh, that she did it because of her people back in Palestine a reference to the ongoing war. So obviously she was an Arab American. Uh, but I just think that's kind of, uh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that funny? Here is an anti-Semite smashing into a school thinking there's Jews and it's a building filled with other anti-Semites. <laughs> and then she got thrown in jail. So I just thought that'd be a great way to start off the show, lighten up. Um, so I also wanted to mention, uh, I don't know if anyone, if anyone went to the rally, I think the rally was last week. Am I correct, Miss Producer? Um, which I actually was very impressed with. I have to, I have to tell you, yes, it was last week. Thank you, Miss Producer. Um, I have to say that um, I did not think the Jewish people could pull it off because every time there, there were there in the past, there's tried to been like pro-Israel rallies. We can't muster up any Jews. You know why? Because they always have these rallies on the work on the work week or they have them on Saturday like Shabbat. And, uh, you know, most of these anti-Semites, <laughs> they don't work. They don't have jobs so they can show up anytime they want. But not the Jews. We have to work. And on and then on the weekend, it's Shabbos on Saturdays. But I was impressed. Three hundred thousand people showed up in Washington, D.C. It was a beautiful, beautiful march. I saw lots of videos. People came from all over the world. I mean, it was really unbelievable. If there's anyone listening from the United States or anyone from, uh, please call in. I would love to get your uh, 
your opinion on it, uh, what you thought of it. Um, I saw a lot of video videos, and uh, they had a lot of uh, speakers. They had Ishai Rebo sing, and they also had another famous Israeli singer, uh, Omer Adam. Is that his name, Miss Producer? I think so. And, um, you know, if you, take, if you take a look, yes, again, uh, if you take a look at the difference between our protest and the, uh, you know, the, the pro-Hamas marches, big difference, brick, 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 difference, babe. First of all, ours was peaceful. There were Jews uh, in tefillin. There was massive prayer. Tefillah were singing songs. We, they had the Israeli flag. They had the American flag. And uh, the pro-Hamas marches, what do they have? There's not one American flag. They're violent. Uh, and um, there's only the uh, Palestinian flag. It's not even a real flag. But um, So it's just amazing to me to see the difference. Um, and I just wonder how the media covered it um, because I didn't watch any of the American media. So I don't know how they covered it. But usually when there's a pro-Israel rally, it really never gets much attention. But I'm sure this one did um, because there were 300,000 Jews there. So uh, if anyone went to it and you'd like to call into the show and talk about it, give me a call. The number's on the site. Just go to IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com and the number's right on top. All right. How am I doing so far? I can't get any feedback um, from anybody because I don't have a co-host. So that's uh, that's pretty good for me. <laughs> Here's another story that I wanted to share, which I found absolutely uh, unbelievable. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. I'm trying to open it up. And of course, why would it open it up? Of course not. It's not opening up. Um, here we go. Let's try it again. And no, it's not opening up. Anyway, apparently, um, it says photo phot uh, the photographers on October 7th, uh, there were photographers from the AP and uh, I think New York Times. I'm not sure. They were actually at the October 7th when, the, when, the, when, the, when Hamas invaded Israel and started terrorizing the kibbutz. There were actually photographers there before Hamas got there so they can get pictures. So obviously, these people were in on it. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard about that. Uh, but apparently the uh, I think it's called the Shin Bet. Is that is that correct, uh, Miss Producer? The Shin Bet. They uh, they got their names and they know who they are. And uh, apparently uh, they are being put on a, an elimination list. <laughs> so uh, it looks like uh, uh, I think uh, the New York Times and uh, the AP. I think they're going to lose some employees soon. I think they're just going to kind of disappear and go missing. Um, I found that absolutely fascinating. And, you know, I never really thought about it because they started when they were posting pictures of Hamas entering Israel and all the atrocities they were doing. I was uh, I, it didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, how did these photographers know that this was going to happen? Wasn't this supposed to be a secret? Wasn't this supposed to be a surprise? Um, so apparently not. <laughs> so, yeah. So apparently uh, the AP and I think the New York Times has some. Um, they better do a little better job interviewing their uh, future employees and trying to do a background check. That'd be nice. <laughs> so apparently they have terrorists for uh, photographers that are working for these news organizations. Um, anyway, also, this just in, I'd like to share uh, that the country of Qatar and Egypt are negotiating in a deal with Hamas leaders to release up to 15 hostages in exchange for a 48-hour humanitarian pause. This is what senior Egyptian officials are saying. Uh, and it says here, 
Both countries have already secured the approval from Hamas. Of course, they want that, uh, but are pressing the U.S. and Israel to accept the pause of the current fighting in Gaza. Uh, this was reported by the uh, Wall Street Journal. Does anyone uh, find this a little ridiculous? Uh, first of all, I don't really understand what the point of a 48-hour humanitarian pause is. And 15 hostages, that's it. How about all 250 and you surrender? How about that, babe? How about that? That's, that's what I'd like to see because I know there's a lot of talk right now. They want to cease fire. Uh, now all the marches, instead of just saying, hey, we hate the Jews from the river to the sea or whatever their chant is, now it's like cease fire, cease fire. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Um, and I would like to point out, uh, which I find amazing, uh, that they, the IDF, you know, with their invasion in Gaza. Now, I, I read an article that uh, originally the generals, they were predicting that if the IDF invaded Gaza, that 700 lives, 700 soldiers, you know, minimum would be lost. Um, and the numbers, I'm not sure of the exact numbers. I think as of a couple days ago, I think the number was only 50. Now, of course, any life at all is just any life, loss of life is horrible. But I, I just want to mention, is anyone really seeing how, I, I think, in my opinion at least, how they've really rolled through Gaza? I mean, I believe it's a, this is a miracle from Hashem. I mean, what they're doing and what they've accomplished and what they've conquered and what they've taken over. I mean, they've recaptured Gaza, the northern part of Gaza. And now I hear that they're pushing south, that they're going to push south because all the terrorists are underground hiding like little rats that they are and that they're all down south. Um, so I find that actually a miracle from Hashem. What about you, Miss Producer? What do you think? Would you like to plug in a little? Uh, a little what do you think? That's that's uh, you know, and I think the casualties have been extremely, extremely low, and I think that's uh, of course only because of Hashem who is protecting the Jewish people, and uh, the in the IDF. But I just find it uh, uh, pretty amazing that it's they've they've how quickly they've rolled through Gaza. And has anyone ever seen pictures of Gaza? I mean, literally, they've literally flattened flattened this place. It's it looks like post Germany World War II. I mean, there's literally nothing left which makes me very happy, and I sleep good at night. How about you? <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to point that out, that that's something um, that we should all be thinking about and, 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 and realizing that, of course, this is all controlled by Hashem, but uh, that I really have, uh, from what I've seen on the news here, and uh, I, f I feel like uh, there really hasn't been that much of a struggle. Like, they're pretty much rolling through, which is good. Um, anyway, in American news... Uh, guess who died uh, the other day? Or I think it was yesterday or today. Rosalind Carter. If anyone don't know, don't, doesn't know who that is, that's Jimmy Carter's wife. She's 96 years old. She passed away yesterday. Um, and I think she had dementia. And I was thinking to myself, first of all, I don't like Jimmy Carter. He is one of the biggest anti-Semites <laughs> ever. And he doesn't, uh, he doesn't make it... Uh, he makes it known. And uh, I just find it amazing that uh, Jimmy Carter's 99 years old. This is my Jimmy Carter impression. Hi, I'm Jimmy Carter. My wife just died of dementia, and I had to remind her on her deathbed not to forget to hate the Jews. <laughs> but she, uh, 
But this guy, I want to know why why do all the anti-Semites live live so long? This guy's 99 years old. When, when is his time gonna go? Huh, Hashem? When are you gonna take Jimmy Carter? <laughs> anyway, so I just thought that was um, interesting news. He's still alive and kicking at 99, and uh his wife just passed away. And uh yeah, so um this is not so easy when I don't have a co-host. I'll, I'll be honest. So if anyone wants to call in and, and be my co-host, that could be fun. How about someone from India? That'd be good. Or Malta. I've never met anyone from Malta before. Or Trinidad or Tobago. I love that. I love that name, Tobago. What a great name for a country. Anyway, uh, so that's what's going on in America. And, of course, uh, you know, our president, the great president of uh, the United States of America weighed in his uh, thoughts on um, on um, Jimmy Carter's wife's death. And I tell you, we, <laughs> you don't get really much of an, an approval. It says Rosalind Carter dies at 96. And uh, it says, uh, what do we She died of dementia, which, of course, our president has dementia now. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. Um, and I'm just saying, where, I'm trying to find where it says, oh, it says, President Joe Biden called the Carters an incredible family because they brought so much grace to the office. Yes, they did. They brought so much grace and, and hatred for Israel and Jews. And uh, yes, my, my wife, which well, I don't know, all of a sudden now he sounds like Bill Clinton. But uh, when you get a ringing endorsement from uh, Joe Biden, that's not something I'd be proud of. Um, but anyway, that's what Joe Biden said. And uh, he has dementia, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else is going on in, uh, in the news today? Um, let's give a little something. Ah, here's something uh, interesting that I think you guys will uh, like. And this is kind of good. Um, it says, um, trying to plug the uh, on, on here. Um, oh, I can't. It says two students. From uh, University of NYU are suing the school over anti-Semitism, um, and I'm trying to find the. Uh, um, I'm trying to get. I, I'm being blocked from the article. Boy, this is just not my day. This is not my night. This is not my week. <laughs> this is just, and nothing is going right, Hashem. Why? Why are you doing this to me? What did I do that was so bad? Huh? Can anyone answer me that? What did I do that was so wrong? I lost my co-host. I can't get into any articles. Anyway, um, here's a story um, that I'd like to share. Uh, this comes from Fox News. I don't know if anyone saw this. And it says here, Grant, no, I don't want to. There was a public defender, a lawyer in New York, who actually got, uh, she had to resign because she was caught on film uh, pulling down posters of the hostages. Now, this is a big thing right now, and I really don't understand this. Why are they pu pu putting down posters of the hostages? Uh, if anyone can maybe share, I don't know what that accomplishes or, or what. But um, anyway, uh, she got caught on video. And if you go on, uh, it's on foxnews.com. And, oh, thank you. The, my, my producer says, it's just Jew hatred. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, and uh, she had to resign and it was caught on video and it went viral. And she was so ashamed and so embarrassed that uh, rather than fire her, they didn't even fire her. They had a meeting with her. They had a talk with her like she got called into HR. Uh, but eventually the uh, the shaming was so bad that she uh, she quit her job. 
And uh, I don't know why I can't uh, get this article up, but um, it's very um, upsetting to me. And uh, no one really cares. Um, but uh, here's something I wanted to share. Does anyone know? Has anyone ever heard of uh, the Babylon Bee? Ah, here we go. Now it opened up. I'm sorry. New York City public defender reigns. Uh, resigns after being caught tearing down Israel-Hamas war posters. Victoria Ruiz, that's her name, resigned after she faced backlash for tearing down posters of missing hostages. And she's a former New York public defender caught on camera brazenly tearing down posters of missing Israel Israelis. And the guy who was on film was asking her, why are you doing this? Why are you pulling down these posters? And uh, she just basically stared at him with her cup of coffee in one hand and tearing down posters in the other hand. And she she didn't say anything. That's what I love about these people. These people are the most vile, hateful people. But when you actually confront them, they just sit there and ignore you. But yet if they if the roles roles were reversed, I mean, they would just, you know, be in your face, screaming and yelling. Um, It would be insane. But the New York uh, County public defender uh, who was caught camera tearing down posters, um, she was uh, kind of forced to resign. Uh, she resigned effective immediately. That's what it said. She came under fire because the video went viral. And uh, the person says, why are you taking down pictures of missing children? And she just doesn't say anything. She just stares and smiles with her cup of coffee. And uh, that seems like a typical liberal. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so she's gone. <laughs> Ay, it's unbelievable. Um, I also wanted to share that... If any, I mentioned before the Babylon Bee. Has anyone heard of the Babylon Bee? It's a uh, kind of an online spoof paper. It makes fun of everything that's going on in the world and with funny headlines. And actually, I wanted to mention, this was kind of funny. Uh, they did a, a headline called 10 Clues. The hospital you're at is actually a Hamas base. <laughs> and I thought this was kind of funny. Um, so this is uh, some clues that if you're in the hospital that it may be Hamas instead of an actual hospital. And here it is. Here's, uh, this is no particular order. It says, uh, the doctors break out in cheers when someone dies. <laughs> that, might, uh, that might mean you're in a hospital that's run by Hamas. <laughs> it says, the ambulance has a 50, cal machine, uh, 50 caliber machine gun mounted on the top. Uh, it, it does clear traffic, but in a very Hamasi kind of way. Um, the hospital offers you uh, to waive your bill if you strap on this cool vest. And to be fair, we're told they do keep their word. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Um, says here, ah, the gift shop sells, I'm sorry you've been taking hostage balloons. Oh, that's, that's really bad. That's not good. I'm sorry, folks. I didn't see that one coming. If anyone uh, gets offended, please uh, do not email me. Um, Here's one. The sound of small arms fires keeps coming from the cancer ward. Very unorthodox, those Hamas cancer treatment centers. Um, here's number six. You got lost on the way to the cafeteria and ended up in an underground tunnel filled with rocket launches. Have you ever got lost in a hospital trying to find your uh, trying to find the patient that you're trying to see and you get lost? Okay. Oh, here's one. The pediatric unit is labeled the human shield ward. These are actually very funny. The intake nurse checks your temperature pulse and circumcision status. Yowzer! Hi-yo! The last two. Drum roll, please. The surgical assistant is a goat. 
Hi-yo! <laughs> oh, my God. That really was, was funny. And none of the doctors are Jewish. <laughs> oh, God. That was funny. And I can't tell if anyone's laughing, uh, especially my co-host, because I don't have a co-host. Excuse me. I was taking a drink of water. So I thought that was funny. Uh, anyway, that's the Babylon Bee. That is not actual real newspaper article. I would like to just put that up front. It's a spoof. It's, uh, it's not real. Okay. Um, and let's see. Oh, here's a story. This is a good lighten up story. And um, here's a couple uh, lighten up stories uh, that I found. Uh, this is a, uh, a woman. It says here, a woman is in disbelief after a wild bird starts speaking to her in English. Now, this is an incredible story. It says, the small town of North Rustico lies on the northern shore of Prince Edward Island in Canada. It's Canada. You're listening. Well, there's a talking bird up there. It says, it's a homey sort of place where neighbors are always sure to greet one another. And there was a woman who was walking around. And it says, uh, one day, a few months back, a local resident, her name is Lisa Sandoval, was walking near the waterfront when she heard somebody speak to her. And she says, I heard someone call out to me. Hello? 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 And uh, she turned around. No one was there. Then she heard the voice again. Hello? Hello? (laughs) She said, I was getting scared. And I'm thinking to myself, am I hearing things? Um, It was then that Sandoval noticed that the other soul around was a crow that was perched nearby. And uh, she said, I stopped and said, hello. (laughs) And uh, the bird actually answered back and said, hello. (laughs) And to find out that years ago, this crow was taken in by an elderly man who uh, eventually passed away. Um, The bird was taken in because he apparently he was found injured. And the man uh, brought him back to health. This was years ago and taught the bird how to speak like a parrot. And apparently crows can mimic people's voices. And then he set it free in the wild. And um, it's been talking ever since. And um, apparently uh, when the newspaper, when the reporters were trying to get the crow to speak, uh, it, it did speak. It, it wasn't saying hello. It said, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. <laughs> so uh, we have an anti-Semitic crow in uh, Canada, which is just perfect because uh, it just fits in perfectly with the way of the world, right? So now there's an anti-Semitic crow and, uh, in Canada. So watch out, people in Canada. Uh, be careful when you're walking around in the wilderness. <laughs> anyway, hello? Is anybody there? I guess no one wants to call in. Uh, that's fine. Um, well, uh, oh, we do have a caller? Kevin from Virginia? Kevin? Oh, my God, I didn't even see this. Kevin? Okay, never mind. He's not there. I'm sorry, Kevin. This was a long time ago. It says Kevin from Virginia. Okay. I'm sorry, Kevin. If you're listening, I didn't see it because I was too busy acting like a fool. Uh, anyway, folks, I would like to say that this definitely has not been one of my best shows. <laughs> it's probably been the worst show because I have no, I have no uh, co-host. Um, and this was supposed to be the first show coming back from being serious shows. And I promise you, if you go back on Israel News Talk Radio and you look at all of our, our backlog, the shows are very, very, very funny. And uh, unfortunately, my co-host couldn't log on. Uh, Her computer crashed. And uh, it just uh, fits in so perfect with the way everything's been going. Uh, But that's okay. Uh, We got through it. 
And uh, before I go, I would like to say in all seriousness that I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I know this is a short show, but it's just me, babe. I can't be uh, – I ran out of stories. I did everything. Usually there's banter back and forth, but uh, there's no banter. And, uh, and I, missed, uh, I, missed, I missed the caller from Virginia, so that's my fault. Um, anyway, this show will probably never air, uh, and that's okay if it doesn't. <laughs> but anyway um, – I do want to, uh, of course, wish that everyone be safe out there and, of course, continued success and blessings to the IDF and to all the people in uh, Israel. Uh, Stay safe and uh, may we continue to fight the good moral fight because Israel fights moral wars. We don't fight religious wars like uh, uh, our enemies. Um, But in the end, uh, we will win. Uh, because we have a Shem on our side. So uh, God bless uh, the IDF and God bless all the hostages. May we see them soon and may this whole thing end uh, as uh, quickly as possible. Thank you very much, everybody, for uh, listening and uh, have a good week. And next week, I will promise you, I will have, I will have a co-host. Thank you. Thank you.